0: Before we get going, I wanted to toss things over to Tia with, uh, uh,
1: yeah, so we're recording this, uh, today, which happens to be March 17th. And last night, um, there was a mass shooting, uh, eight people were killed. Six of those people were Asian Americans in Atlanta. And, I uh, just wanted to, uh, just recognize that and, um, share a link for people to support. Uh, And, you know, I I think we'd be at a loss to not bring it up as we're talking about good fight, justice, all of these things. And so, um, yeah, it just, it really sucks. It's a very heavy day. And so the link is stop aapihate.org. And the link will be on this episode, right, Mike?
0: Yes. Uh, in the episode yeah. notes, you will be able to find the link and uh, click on that for more information and to make any donations to kind of help people out because it is uh, pretty fucked up what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, thank you for that, Tia. Hello, everybody, and welcome to In My Opinion. The good fight podcast i'm the host mike marback and today we are here talking about stoppable requiem for an air date episode number five of the good fights uh today i'm joined by keen cobb hey tia kemp hello molly scullion hello we always start with our first impressions uh let's begin with keen
2: uh my first impression is i think this was it's not a filler because a lot of things have like tra- like has has moved forward yeah it's not it's nowhere near Phil like, I don't know why I even brought that up I'm sorry um because <laughs> uh, a lot of stuff has happened there's been an introduction and one of my favorite kind of characters not gonna give too much just yet but like a very unsuspecting type of character if I ever get the chance I think I could play the hell out of this type of character <laughs> um in, in, a, in a TV show. But yeah, I, I'm really excited for the new character introduction. Yeah, I'm very... I, I really, really like this episode. And I'm kind of over my hatred of a certain relationship that's brewing for some reason. And I'll get into that later.
0: <laughs> Who could it be? Uh, <laughs> Tia. Oh, boy.
1: i so excited that Elsbeth is back. Elsbeth? I love <laughs> me some Elsbeth. 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 Uh, that's, that's I don't know. I think that's the highlight, like that kind of that whole reveal and all of the quirkiness just like washed over me. Uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited for Deidre. I'm surprised she doesn't just doesn't go by Deidra but it's OK. And yeah, that's obviously other thoughts on, you know, Julius still kind of caping for Trump, um, the case and, and um, a certain what do you call it when people after they get married? They com, they something the marriage consummate. consummate consummate yeah. I did not like the consummation <laughs> going on the consummation situation with Luca. No one got married. <laughs> Is it only consummation
3: if you're married? I, think I mean, you, know, you you consummate. Oh, I guess you can consummate a relationship,
2: right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you can right. consummate quote unquote deals. So yeah, I didn't no like shakes.
3: it. <laughs> no okay, what you call it? I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it. That's
2: um,
3: Oh, I love this episode. Elspeth is phenomenal. <laughs> it's so fun. I'm sure we'll get into it, but yeah, this is this to me is when we start cooking on the on the um, season arc stuff. Yeah, uh, a little more. There's some stuff in the previous episodes for sure, setting the groundwork. But here's, I, I feel like the wheels are turning sure. much more aggressively now, and I'm yep. excited about that.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree with all that. Uh, it, it feels that way. It does feel like you know we're cooking with Crisco now. Things are moving, and yeah, loved seeing Elsbeth Tassioni back in the uh, back in the Good Verse. Uh, one of my favorite characters from The Good Wife uh, played so well. I texted. I didn't watch the episode until a few hours ago when I, w- I was I was texting Molly as I was watching, it, as I do, and I knew exactly. Who it was going to be by the way that they set set it up when Luca had said she's a little bit unorthodox or something like that. <laughs> I was like I was like how's Beth how's Beth back <laughs> she's great uh, she is definitely one of my favorite characters and Luca and uh, Colin I don't know I don't really have negative thoughts or positive thoughts but whatever uh, as far as the case goes I thought it was cool the interactions between the uh, Wood Luts. The other, the count, the the opposing counsel and Adrian, I thought were pretty interesting, and the Kurt stuff. Seeing Kurt back in there, I thought that was that was pretty nice. But the Microstiva can't deal. I hate him so fucking much. I, <laughs> I hate his guts. I Dude,
2: really he's doing really his do. job. He's doing his job. He's just like a heel in wrestling. If you don't hate him, he's not doing his job.
0: Yeah, and I feel like Ooh. they film him in, su- in such a way in this that makes me hate him more somehow.
2: It's how um, tight his shirt is. That's what yeah. it is. That's what gets you. Cause you see the whole, he doesn't have a chin. It's like a straight wall under his mouth. And that's, <laughs> that's probably what you would get you upset.
0: Yeah. It's probably the, the clothing, but it, like camera angles, I feel like. Yeah. If whatever it is, it always seems like he's, he's there to overpower.
2: Super mm-hmm. tall. Yeah. They would make him look super tall. I've noticed where like, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know his stats or what have you, but <laughs> I don't think he's like 6'6. But it make him, like you said, overpower and make him seem like bigger than he, than what he actually is.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. We're going to start with the case. So the gist here is that there was an, a rip from the headlines episode of Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was, that's all it was dun, right? dun. Chicago. And it was bumped and bumped and bumped, and then they decided not to air it. The writer of that episode leaked it online and then that's how this case comes about. They go, he goes to Reddick Bozeman Colts that for counsel and the network is not so happy about this because they're suing him. That's the whole point. What are your general thoughts on this overall storyline? And then we'll dig into smaller things as they pop up.
2: As far as like the whole thing, it was for me. I don't know why. If I felt confused because as the, the scorekeeper, I'm not sure because I thought they lost at first and then they won. But I'm not sure about how that went.
0: I think it was more of a, a draw right they they basically just withdrew I think Adrian's counter was no apology and then we, and we <laughs> and we forget it um, yeah. because uh, Woodlutz had said apology a written apology and we call it even and he's like mm, how about no apology and we call it even okay everybody retires to their mm. corners fights okay. over
3: well one one thing is, that they did get their counter offer. They wrote that big whopping zero in that folder because she doesn't love a good show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they got their offer, so. Yeah,
0: and that was a great moment too because you saw Wood Lutz crack in that moment. She was like, "Ah, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. you. Lucas like, take your time with it. (laughs) (laughs) And then she goes into court and she's like, they bullied me. (laughs) (laughs) They were bullying me. Yeah. Tia?
1: Yeah. I I'm. I think I'm looking at the big picture and I'm wondering how this is going to play into just the whole firm and what's going to happen with the firm. So, you know, Barbara kind of pulls Adrian aside. It's like, what's going on with this case? Why are we focused on this case? Why is this important? And, you know, he's talking about Chicago and the entertainment industry and all of these things. And so I think especially knowing where things are government wise and how they have a big target on their back with pre- police brutality cases. I don't know. I just feel like this is like the beginning of some other things that are going to be happening. Am I right, Molly? Or like,
0: am I close? Am I hot? Don't answer <laughs> face nice and straight,
1: but yeah, it, it, it might. I'm wondering if it's, it's going to be just as brutal as you know not just as brutal of course because I mean you cannot but I'm just wondering what the underbelly of entertainment looks like especially as it connects to we have an entertain at that time we have an entertainer who is the president during these episodes so yeah I'm just curious about that because who who was the lawyer again Amber Amber Uh, yeah. yeah she's like she was very like watch out you don't know what <laughs> tree you're barking up? You know, and it, was, it was very threatening. So I'm just curious about that whole
0: thing. Yeah. Hi. Hello. <laughs> you're on. <Honor. laughs> <laughs> He's like, hello. Uh, and what's his name? <laughs> Gats or Platt. I hate oh,
3: Yale just as much as the next person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, it, it
0: was nice know. to see Glatt, uh, Judge Glatt back. He was in a couple episodes of The the Good Wife, and I just remember him getting so annoyed. He was like, shut up! at everybody... <laughs> One of those wow. videos I saved and uh, sent to Molly at some point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what what Adrian's uh, thinking here, other than expanding expanding the business um, because Chicago Productions. I mean, you have four or five shows just with Chicago in there. They're all filming around the city. Um, yeah. So he just wants a little a little piece, but he she does she she warns him mm. like, if you want to be in this business, you can't fuck over the people in it. Uh, or at least the more powerful mm-hmm. people people in it that are going to probably be the people you're going to want to hire you. Yeah, Molly, any thoughts you I, can offer as far as that that aren't spoilery?
3: I mean, I do think this is, it does start to show, which I appreciate because I don't think we've seen anything about Adrian that gives us any pause quite yet, and and not that this gives you pause, but I think it makes you start think about what what his true motives are for the things he does for the things. Yeah, so I. I feel like that's a nice thing that they start layering in of like, oh, and we see it at the end of the episode too when, yep. with everything that, with Diane, that, oh, okay, he's he's hungry for something and it might not just be justice. That's
2: what- <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> Hun- justice can't satisfy his hunger any longer.
0: Chicago deep dish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I wish yeah. I a Chicago
3: deep dish. Uh, <laughs> I think it also gets into an interesting thing with Julius too, with the the Trump aspect of it and him like, oh, we just anti-Trump now, and it does get you into that rabbit hole of those people who like claim to vote for Trump fiscally, but then end up like in that rabbit hole of like, oh, I but I have to defend him because I'm still I'm still voting for the person who did those other things, but you know, so like, I, I was very. Uh,
0: interesting way they played that line, which I appreciated. Yeah. Uh, and this episode, more than previous episodes, was pretty heavy on the on the Trump uh, between the Christeva stuff and the DOJ and and those angles and the uh, Trump administration, even going so far as to bring up one of his likely tweets within this uh, about going, which was ended up being used as evidence. In, in their case, pushing them to a, a First Amendment issue uh, where it was something along the lines of good on Weintraub going after another lightweight writer scumbag. I think we have to look at who they hire and all that kind of kind of shit, which he has done. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, They're they're basically paraphrasing things that this president has actually said and done and it's insane but yeah this this episode more than others and i'm sure not as much as others to to come based on how things seem to be seem to be going yeah they first argue fair use then they get to the first amendment issue because they first lost the case and then they go back with with that new evidence yeah and then it, i think it ends in a wash i guess that's how it would end so
2: yeah that's that's the, that, so. What I thought, like while I was watching it, I thought that they lost the initial, so they got they were starting to negotiate like the terms, of yeah. what to be paid or whatever. Yeah. And then once they got to that, they were like, they kind of they flipped the script, where it's like, all right, well, actually, it's actually a change. So the previous thing is mm-hmm. like null. Is that yeah. pretty much the gist of it? Yeah. Okay. mm mm-hmm.
0: Any more thoughts on on the case, Adrian's motives?
2: I'm glad that this wasn't in front of that judge that hates technology because as soon as Luca (laughs) got that text, give me it. Give me the phone. I don't care about (laughs) no extra evidence. Give me. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I want to talk about Kurt real quick. Kurt has uh, has shown up and I couldn't tell if this was the next day or if she has, if Diane has called him more than once and not gone through with it. Um, Because he says at one point, he's like, you called me last night? I picked up the phone, said hello. Nobody's there. Mm. curious about, about that particular moment. But he shows up with a gift, calls Marissa Chatty. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. Chatty. And he's, the, the gist of their storyline is that he's giving a police union speech on ballistics and he wants her to read it and he gives her the gift of a huge gun, big gun. She marks up the speech. They talk over wine. He stays the night, uh, shows up to his speech. He does really well following her her advice. That's about about it. Tia, what do you got? Shaking your head. What's going on?
1: Once a cheater, always a cheater. Okay. <laughs> I did not forget that Kurt slept with the student. So anytime I see him, I'm just like, ill, Diane, you deserve better. Okay. But I understand, you know, she's been together with him for a while and sometimes you're just comfortable, but mm-hmm. I don't like it. Also, can we not have a gun in the office at the black farm, please? I am so <laughs> worried about what that's going to be about. And um, somebody's going to get in trouble. I do. And I feel like that, like whatever happens, I feel like it's going to end up Im- negatively impacting someone other than Diane because she's white. Like, and so I just I, yeah. don't like, I do not like, I just felt very uncomfortable when she's just like, "Ooh, a gun, fun. And then she puts it aside. Yeah. Um. So. Home.
2: Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, that's what I'm hoping. Hopefully she didn't leave that in the office.
1: <laughs> I think she did. I think it's there. I think it's there to stay for because for TV reasons. It, the um, second
0: that that gift pops up in a previously on the good fight, I know <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> oh man. You got to find Maggie
2: Simpson cuz she did it. Awesome uh, yeah. thing.
0: So,
1: <laughs> that and the whole police union thing, like what what's up with Kurt? Where does he stand? And even the background of it looked very evil for <laughs> the podium. Did y'all see the colors? Mm. It looked I don't remember. It was A maroon? It was red.
3: Oh all And right.
1: black. It mm. was not good. You remember Molly. Molly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I do. I just watched it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was not good colors. Okay. No. Not great. All bad.
0: Mm. Keen, how do you feel about Kurt and Diane? Uh I'm Kurt and I'm Diane. The-
2: I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. I, I'm mad. I didn't think of that joke sooner. And two, Kurt's a good looking old white dude. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm. I mean, got the, got the hair popping. It looks like it's his. It don't look like plugs or anything like that. So <laughs> kudos to that. He looks like a cool white grandpa. Like he looks like the grandpa that would like probably have you shoot guns in the backyard or whatever. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, and the fact that he's like a ballistics expert it makes even, even more sense. So that's mm. great. I'm not tied to any of his previous wrongdoings. Maybe <laughs> I'm just being—I'm just transfixed in the fact that he once told a young Ricky Bobby to uh, uh, "You're either first or your last." So maybe yeah. I'm stuck on that. But I do like seeing other relationships being consummated, other than um, <laughs> Luca and Colin. So that was cool to see that Diane. Diane got some moves, man. I'll tell you what, because like we're we're not talking about that part yet. But when she 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 made that power move later on, yeah. like wow, Ooh, that yeah. was that was heavy. But he's yeah, big. yeah. So um yeah, I, I mean I like it until until um he proves until he does something uh, messed up and, and loses else. my love. But right <laughs> now. Cool
0: with else. It. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I I'm 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 down with Kurt and Diane. Um <laughs> I think, yeah, Gary Cole is great. Um, He, since you invoked um, Talladega Nights, I got to say, one of my favorite moments in movie history is in that movie because they build up him going to go get the tickets. uh, And then he finally shows up the day of the big race. I believe there are tickets waiting for me. And then he turns around, who needs two? (laughs) Oh, uh, it's so fucking good. And it, within this, yeah, uh, he's a he's a very likable character, even for a very conservative personality within within the show. I'm still worried about how that may rear its head with uh, with things to come. Uh, right now, we have Mike Cristeva, who is all the quote unquote conservative that you know he's taken up all the conservative space within within the show, all the air. But uh, yeah, I just feel like Kurt is going to do something that's politically motivated sooner than later and I'm not gonna like it
3: I love Gary Cole so much I and I I do agree with tia like I never lose that but you cheated on her you cheated on Diane Lockhart you know who you're you're in a relationship with who you're married to I do I can't I, he charms me though <laughs> <laughs> can't <Yeah>. help it
0: <laughs> she asks him at one point did you drive here? Did you uh, he's like, no, nah, I took a cab. She's good. And then she's like, glug, 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 <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, Safety
1: first.
0: Yeah, I enjoy them. Let's move on to the other couple within oh, the episode. God, Luca no. and Colin. <laughs> Luke, what what would you call what is their couple name? No, don't give Cal- up a couple Caluca. names.
2: No, because that'll be woolen that way. So it'll be like.
0: That's what I was thinking. No, that sounds terrible. (laughs) All right. Tia, let it out.
1: (laughs) All right. First of all, (laughs) (laughs) what the red back is going on? Okay. Because I (laughs) was like, it was bad enough that they slept together. And then it's like the cut. To Luca, just be like, "Oh, cutie, back scratch on your back. or oh, I like to play with your scar." I don't know. I just—it's so interesting to me, just like TV sex versus real life sex. It's just, yeah, it's just not accurate. Sometimes there's things that are very painful and uncomfortable, but we're made to be like, "Oh, that's cool. That didn't look fun. I bet Colin did not have a good time. I bet Luca did not have a good time. But we we're made to believe they had a good time because she played with the back scratch." <laughs>
0: Anyway, back scratch.
1: she was playing with the back scratch. She's like, dude, it's so cute. It, how, who does that? Well, I don't answer that. <laughs> Y'all are like all of us, all of us. Anyway, um, I will be, I'll be specific and just say the reason I am not excited about the whole Luca and Colin relationship. I love and appreciate Luca so much. And in my mind, Colin is not to be trusted. He is very basic to me. I think she can do better, but also I do not trust him. I think she can do better than the whole, like, we don't like each other. We're competition, but I I guess it is entertaining, but I do feel like she is going to be disappointed and have her heart broken. And I feel like they're dropping nuggets of that, that foreboding, Uh, even I get that one point in the trial where she turns around and he's gone. It was like disappointment. And I felt like that was like a clue, like he will not always be there for you, girl. So end it now. And if Jack was here, I know Jack was like I'm, in Jack's words, Luca B. Fogan. Um, So <laughs> maybe I shouldn't look into it that deep, but I just don't, I think she can do better. And I do not trust Colin.
3: Uh,
0: I think Luca can absolutely do better, but I'm good with these two. <laughs> I, am. Uh, I like him as a, as a character uh, and as an actor. I, I think that they do have some on-screen kind of uh, fun to them. Um, Luca had one of my favorite lines of their interaction to date so far, which was, you fucked up. You got me interested. So. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I know what happens. So <laughs> <laughs> that might skew my, my that feelings. face up. <laughs> my, uh, my feelings about it. But, but at this point in time, I'm open to it, but it's like, it's, it's, it, it, it's like, oh, okay. It, there's this guy here's here's a guy like yeah. okay okay fine I, i'm not excited about him for her yeah at this at, at all i guess although i do like a milkshake as a date because milkshakes are delicious mm-hmm. so that gives him one point
0: has one point <laughs> in my book
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: it one point <laughs> done close book Keen, any any thoughts on these two any more thoughts
2: yeah, so I have I, I find I find it interesting because as Jack previously stated in the in, in the uh previously on in my opinion. Luca be fucking. So I think it's gonna be an interesting kind of classic TV role reversal where I think Luca's gonna break that poor little boy's heart. I think that's what's gonna happen. Because even though like, I, I kind of saw it, but then I really think about it until Tia brought it up. But her playing with, like, the scratch mark, in my mind, is almost like her claiming him and to the point of marking her territory like a lioness would. And the think of her as a lioness now is pretty accurate. But, yeah, that's, that's why I think it's going to um, – I think Colin's going to get hurt, and I think there will be, like, something there. And I have a really bad feeling, and I don't want any kind of confirmation – and I'm sorry to you, but I think there's going to be a pregnancy scare with them, too, because, <laughs> oh, like, I think they're two young professionals. I think that they're going to get hot and heavy and mm. not really care what happened, not 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 care, but don't think about the, the possibilities. Plus, this is just the start of, like, Ugh. their only relationship kind of storyline. So I think it's gonna, I think it has room to grow. And I think, are you in a relationship if there wasn't a pregnancy scare? So I think that's what it's going to eventually get to. Yeah. So I don't care about it anymore. And I just don't want to see his butt. I don't want to see his butt in any (laughs) other episode. Oh, I
1: didn't see
0: it. You Uh, weren't looking.
1: I sure wasn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There was also some, I think, passing Alicia references.
3: Yeah. Big time. Best friend.
0: Yeah, sure. yeah. I had a best friend. I think she's still a friend, she says at one one point. Heartbreaking.
3: Um, that really did like strike a chord. Because I think it's it's such a thing to like make a friend at that stage of your life and, and to for somebody like Luca to, to decide that like, yeah, I think she was my best friend. And mm-hmm. and I'm just like Alicia. Yeah. I'm mad at you.
0: Being mm-hmm. a jerk
3: now. But anyway.
0: All right. We're going to move on to the general capital contribution chum hum of things. The, this has been a thread that has been popping back up. Diane owes something in the area of $400,000, right?
2: God damn. Is that much? Isn't is that it,
3: much? I
0: thought it was two hundred fifty, but maybe it's more. Yeah. Maybe it is that. Um, maybe I'm thinking that th- there was one point in another, another episode where they said with the partners, if they lost a client, they would all owe another $400,000. Oh. I think that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. So yeah. it, it's 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 in the hundreds of thousands of dollars that she owes. She's of course having issues with getting the money because the old law firm is still holding it up, and we haven't checked in with them in a couple episodes, uh, right? Uh, so we haven't really seen the if if it's intentional or if there's any kind of legit issues that they're that they're having, or if they're just kind of fucking with Diane. And Barb is all about getting that money, and Adrian's like, oh yeah, let's. <laughs> handle that it's like your thing Mm -hmm. yeah you you like getting the money from people Uh, (laughs) so she does and
1: yeah he says he's there was a line um that she she said to him which i appreciated because i can relate but she said uh told adrian barbara she said i hate when you disguise curses as compliments (laughs) (laughs) yeah um because he's like you're great at that and she was like "Mm -hmm. yeah i just like that line
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
3: can we also uh, sidebar talk about the apartments Diane was looking at and just how was was like,
2: ridiculous <laughs> It's
3: was, it was like eight hundred and fifty dollars a month and it's like a one broken <laughs> chair in this completely yeah. <laughs> <It's a laughs> dated home. And
0: she's oh like my oh no. gosh. <laughs> she sorted those she filtered those listings by worst oh to best. <laughs> yeah. Golly. And she's like, no, not gonna no. do it. Uh, and of course, she starts by looking at her her villa, her um, whatever, she oh, was yeah, going, the whatever she was going to, going to retire to, and then goes and looks at uh, like studio apartments. <laughs>
2: that's, a, that's a drop. Yeah, that's,
0: a, think, big, no. that's a big Started, drop. started not going to from the top. Yeah, uh, but and at the bottom, she calls and hey, remember? I think she calls her accountant or whoever, Anthony Rapp, and says, "Yeah, let's talk about uh, the apartment. I want something, that not as grand." As as mm-hmm. she's as she's as she has right quick, now.
2: Quick question though, I thought I thought her money got wrapped up with the uh, with the Rundell issue. I thought that's why she didn't have like, or she doesn't have access to it or whatever. Or that not, is where the right.
0: bulk of her. Uh, oh okay. Is okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but she also has the money wrapped up with um, the old law firm, which has too many names and all I can datedly. <laughs> And find okay. her and
3: ho- hopefully, if she's smart, an emergency fund.
0: <laughs> yeah, That'll- at least six months. <laughs> yeah, yes.
3: come on, Diane. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: There's that moment where she's looking again. Kurt stays over, and he asks about the boxes. So she's already packing shit up, I guess. Uh, yeah. And uh, he asks her, "Do you want to? Do you want to live together?" And she says, "No, it's my problem." And of course, he he just wants to wants to help. so he wants to help. Yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 himself. Help
0: himself to some wow. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? The BG <laughs> just coming here? He's
1: <laughs> oh, la, la. <laughs> uh, trying to uh, do a sex sound effect.
0: <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, <laughs> attached to this storyline is also Chum Hum founder Neil Gross. Is that his name? Yeah, he gross.
3: <laughs> yeah. be.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. Who has made many appearances throughout uh, the Good Verse. And he, he is at the restaurant where they're meeting this lawyer, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And as Diane's leaving, she runs into him. He's like, Hey, I'm here with these lawyers. I got, I got you know, Chicago. I always have to be here. And then he, he does seemingly a very obvious, very loud I'm not <laughs> happy with my <laughs> reference rip- <laughs> When can I come by? <laughs> He, yeah.
2: They're just trying to promote the fact that they believe that old staunchy white dudes have automatically bad hearing and can't pick up on social cues whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and I here's the thing: I I thought that was interesting that not that scene, but his reasoning for wanting to uh, hire hire uh, Riddick was
0: it Riddick Bozeman?
2: Wait, what's what's the uh, Riddick
0: Bosman? Riddick.
2: My bad. That makes me think of Riddick. Uh, Riddick. Never mind. I got a lot of things in my brain. Um,
0: Chronicles of Riddick,
2: basically. Uh, <laughs> lights out. Anyway, um, no, but I, I, I'm almost waiting for him to slip up and drop the end bomb because the way oh, yeah. he's just yeah. like, he's just saying like, uh, yeah, I really, uh, I really need fighters. Yeah, you guys are are feisty here, and then <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and Marissa, she's gonna get herself in trouble. I know mm-hmm. she is. She's gonna say something, do something. Yeah. Mind you, I have no knowledge of like previous stuff in in the good verse but i really see her as like sometimes that well well meaning white woman that slips up man i think a few more uh of those scenes like in the office is mm-hmm. gonna be kind of like i'm like on edge like waiting like all right i know you're going you gonna do something i know it but for what diane did that was such a power move to be like hey the fact that i'm bringing y'all money through this you're welcome. Leave me alone. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, kudos, and uh, I think it's really dope that that she did that. But the to go from almost begging for a job to being like, oh yeah, and put my name on the wall. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm just like, eesh. <clears throat> it's All black firm. Got to put a white lady name on the wall.
0: Something like sixty million dollars that uh, she's she's bringing, which means mm-hmm. a little less dealing with uh, the algorithm dudes, I guess. Um, Hopefully. Yeah, uh, uh, it's a huge, huge power move. Uh, but back to the Marissa's stuff for a moment. She was mm-hmm. weirdly like fangirling over, what was her deal there? With Gross?
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know if I noticed that.
2: I did. And I, I, I'm not sure because like.
1: And she wasn't me, being sarcastic?
0: Not. No, she even said she's like, okay, you're right, I'm leaving. And then she didn't leave. She sat right down and was like involved in their conversation and almost interrupting at times.
2: That was mm-hmm. almost like a callback because earlier, earlier she asked if she could stay to take notes, and Diane said no, and she left. And then for that one, he said, "Well, may- maybe she could stick around, and maybe I don't know, take notes or something." Mm-hmm. And then she—that's when she like kind of plopped down. And was like, "I'm happy to be here." So I don't know. I, did, little, I did
0: notice that though.
3: Little, little, I, little odd interaction. Yeah, right. I, I, I personally took it as like Marissa loves hot guys, and <laughs> I feel like she could see but something's up with him he's this is not no i don't think it's just that he's coming into an all black almost all black firm and doesn't know how to talk about it i think he there's other stuff yeah brewing for sure sure. and i think she could smell that immediately and i I got the sense Mm. that it was like oh yeah because even the way she's like well not all black i mean we're white 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 (laughs) like like that vibe i was like Oh, she,
0: no, she's, she's, to me, she's poking the bear a little bit. And mm-hmm. is poking, poking, okay. poking holes in, yeah. in the case. Maybe not, but I don't, but that's my I want to go back with that in mind and just watch that scene. Uh, Cause I, I, can, I, I can, I can see, I can see that a little bit. I can do that. Uh, yeah. He's going in with the angle of not just that he wants a, you know, a, a fighter law firm, but also he's bringing up the Trump stuff. He's coming in and saying, "I like what you're doing. You're sticking it to the networks. You know, let's do to um, Trump what the Republicans did to Obama kind of kind of stuff." So yeah, there's more to it, and mm-hmm. he's bringing those political mindsets into things. And he's the owner, operator, founder of Chum Hum, which is essentially Google within this universe, right? That's gonna. I think that's gonna cause more problems than the sixty million dollars is worth. Although one bright side could be that if he is part of all that, all of those web pages that keep popping up with Maya could be taken care of a little more easily. I don't know if if he's got the if he he's got the click power.
2: I completely (laughs) forgot about Maya until you said that.
0: Oh,
2: (laughs) yeah. I'm I'm upset that I have to (laughs) think about her now.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, really quick on the gross guy, uh, Neil gross. I don't remember like all of the details about his character from the good wife, but I do remember not liking him. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, it's like the Maya Angelou quote, like, you don't remember what they did or said, but you'll remember how they made you feel. Yeah. And just the objectification of the fur like when he comes he's like a real african-american like i felt like that comment was like the can i touch your hair of Mm. of comments and i'm so worried i think between gross and then that last scene where diane's like yeah i want to be named partner and you kind of see it's almost like the beginning of the end when you see julius and barbara and adrian just like watching (laughs) like okay i'm just so worried that it's going to yeah it's going to gross is going to want them to perform for him yeah and he's they're going to be his like token like hey look at you know look at what i have it's this the ownership of it is just so so gross so yeah not looking forward to that but then i that is what diane having someone like diane be a part of that firm that is what you're going to get you know like mm-hmm. she is going to attract people like gross she is gonna attract people who are going to not be beneficial to everything that you know supposedly, you know, uh Bozeman, Reddick, and Colstad stand for. Um, so it's sad. I feel like it's just I just feel like we're gonna be a little bit sadder each episode as these microaggressions things happen and it kind of they become exploited. Yeah. Um, so
3: <laughs> yeah, I think you yeah. are right. No, and I and I hope I'm not overstepping. By saying this, but I, it is it is very interesting. One of the things about going back and watching this is the tonal shifts that are to come and the focuses that shift in the show. I, I are very interesting. I, I don't know that every single one is satisfactory necessarily, but I, I it it's very. I, I forgot about so many of these little, not little, significant, but um, sort of intricate details that that I think. Shift
0: down the line.
3: I hope that's not too,
0: yeah, foreboding. No, no. no. Um, yeah, I think this this surely plays into Adrian's overall plans. And I think with with Gross and the his spending power, his retain his regular retainer and any other fees that he has is going to have with them. It's going to cause them to make some difficult decisions. And it seems like Adrian is going to be more likely to want to do some of the things. And other people at the firm may not be so likely to want to do those things, because he very quickly, uh, we'll we'll run it up the flagpole. You know, we'll see how what we'll do. And he's like, yeah, we'll do that stuff. But also, the answer is yes uh, to Diane's demands of that her capital contribution that she owes will be taken directly out of his retainer, and that she be a named partner for the business that she's brought. But yeah, as Keen said earlier big move. big power move at the end there and I did not expect that was going to be what 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 happened here.
2: Uh I just had a thought though. I'm not sure if I'm right in this guess. The way Adrian carries himself, which I I love by the way, just the the it's it's it gets I think it might get confused for like cockiness, but I think he the confidence he has in his vision, whatever that may be, I appreciate it. I really do. I'm. I'm just excited now to see where where that goes. I feel like he has something brewing that we don't that we haven't heard about yet. And the fact that he's so open to without it without even a second thought, he was just like, "Yeah, sure," because like I think he got. He, I don't know if he has something on Diane, but I think he has something that he has. He has a Trump. Uh, I hate using that term now, but he has a um. He has, an ace, he has an ace up his sleeve, I'll say that. So I think he has something that will shift in a way that I see it coming, but I don't see it coming, if that makes sense.
0: Sure. Uh, and this was basically left with him saying yes, Julius looking stunned seemingly at what just happened, kind of a pleasant look on his face, Adrian smiling, and Barb kind of looking concerned and saying she's going to be trouble as Diane saunters out the room. Oh,
1: oh. <laughs> travel, travel. Yeah, yes. I hate that. I know that song.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, any other thoughts on that? Then let's nah. talk about the Elz- scumbag, the scumbag oh, no, of the hour.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm so excited. Mike Cristeva
0: <laughs> and the light at the end of that tunnel, uh, Elsbeth Tassiano. Uh, Yay! Yes, she's back. Yeah, Mike Christiva is doing doing his digging. Shows up being a scumbag. And wants to cause trouble for, for Maya. Uh Meyer meeting with him shows her the article, which of course she denies because it is false, as we know. And he's being the word twisting scumbag that he is, <laughs> and just ignoring every time that she says, Have you called? Like, did you look into this at all? Have you done any kind of research into what this what this is? And uh it's she's saying it's false. And he's just like, Oh, are you saying that this jewelry store doesn't exist? Are you saying this person doesn't exist? And I wanted to reach through and punch <laughs> him dead in the face so many times throughout this episode, and it's not gonna, it's not gonna go away. Skipping ahead to to the end. God damn that I fucking love seeing him dealt with in this episode. Uh I mean, there were there were moments in The Good Verse. I, I won't get specific because Keen has not watched, but where he kind of got dealt with, but I think this was the, in the best way. Um, and by by Elsbeth of all people to kind of knock him off balance. So fucking good. So good.
1: I love Elsbeth <laughs> so, so much. And I don't know, I, I, I was so, I had so much frustration about Mike's character and like, oh, we got to deal with this guy. This isn't going to be fun to watch. And then to get to this episode and all the ways, <laughs> it was just like it, the the payoff, it was just so refreshing, you know, from Elsbeth going into the house, her, you know, showing up at the diner, just all the things. I was just like, yes, this is so amazing. Showing the recording. Um, I want to talk about all of that more. But yeah, um, yeah Mike, going back to it, Keen said Mike is really good at being evil and horrible. Very good. Even after... even after he, um, you know, was talking to Maya and Isha. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, he's like, oh, did she tell you about the other two visits? Mm -hmm. And then he's like, I'll have y'all figure that out. And as he leaves, I kid you not, because I watched it a a little bit again before this episode. As he leaves, he goes, (laughs) he walks away. (laughs) Like he has like (laughs) an (laughs) evil chuckle. like yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, So he is the worst. But yeah, I I love Elsbeth. Also, side note about Elsbeth, the actress strangely enough is married in real life to like the most evil person ever. Like the act, this actor, Michael Emerson, who plays oh, really yeah. evil characters. <laughs> so it's just so funny to me. Yeah. Benjamin um, Linus from Yes. Wolf. Yes. That is her husband in real life. So oh, it's man. just funny just to associate someone so pure and light and bubbly, bubbly with, um, with Michael Emerson. I'm, uh, look, look him up. He
0: is also on the sister show. Evil. Yes. He is. Yes. He, is an, he is an evil. Oh.
1: Yes. And he's bad. In yeah, evil. he's bad in that.
0: <laughs> uh, I remember watching Evil and thinking, like, how the fuck could he get more creepy and evil than he was throughout Lost?
3: Man. And he
0: managed to do it. Um, so check out Evil, another show by The Kings. The Kings. The Kings. All yeah. right. In a meeting with, in her meeting with Barb, Diane suggests that the firm get a lawyer because Mike Steven was just here questioning Maya. And they go to that diner or that restaurant, and they're meeting with the biggest idiot of all, um, who is just, I don't even want to say doing what he thinks they want to hear. I <laughs> think it was oh, yeah. so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Yeah. To the, like Luca just gets up and leaves. uh, What an idiot. Yeah, but then she runs in, or uh, that's where Diane ran into a uh, chum hum dude. And then Christieva goes to see Henry, goes mm. to see Henry in, in prison do I know you? No, but I think I can help you. And it's pretty much downhill from there. Uh, he all of a sudden gets out on uh, on bail or parole. I guess it was bail. There's that moment where Elspeth is talking to Maya and it's like, I mean, not that your dad would turn on you or anything, <laughs> but would your dad turn on you? <laughs> would right. he do something like that? Uh, and she's like, okay, well, I will just leave that with you all and Mm -hmm. goodbye she's very fun in how blunt she is uh and how quickly she just kind of gives up some things because when yisha maya and elspeth were talking says maya should quit the firm because her interests are hurting the firm um so each moment where she thinks that she can pry things loose or pry things out of people she's she's doing that the diner scene was hysterical and that for the people that cannot see uh is tia's background right now with Elsbeth peeking over the uh divider between booths boots between (laughs)
3: Between the boots (laughs)
0: uh excuse me your honor booths (laughs) yeah um so great uh and she's she's listening to his conversation. Cause like a dope, he's kind of talking out in the open. She overhears and she lets him know that she overheard. And that reveal of her recording, uh, that conversation was so good because he says, you go after me, uh, professionally, I go after you personally, uh, which she does. And after she shows up at dinner, goes back, throws it back in his face. And he's like, did I say that? I didn't say that. Uh, yeah, did <laughs> <And he laughs> plays it for him and yeah he just just that fucking look on his face oh, made the it. made every Christiva moment so far almost worth it mm. yeah. yeah
3: love love seeing Kelly O'Hara play his wife too Broadway legend Kelly I, O'Hara, yeah when you texted um, me
0: uh, and said Kelly I was like I'll just pretend I know who you're talking about <laughs> I
3: could um, no, I feel like this, if Jack were here, I think he would um, be hopping on board. But this definitely started my love affair with watching the credits so intensely to see mm. which Broadway stars would grace my screen. And for that, I think Juliana Margulies, who said she wouldn't do the show The Good Wife unless they filmed in New York because she just had her son. Yep. And now they film everything in New York. And we get the we get to reap the benefits.
0: Uh, How about that? Uh, so... How do you feel about Maya and Henry? Do you think that it's just coincidence or do you really do you think that he has turned heel on his daughter? Henry is the worst.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's the fact that he's even dealing with Mike and, you know, and how he just was didn't even really care about um her mom Maya's mom Bernadette Peters uh, mm. also a queen. Yeah, I don't know. I I I feel like they haven't really shown us anything about Henry to make us think that he's um innocent or good or pure. I think they're trying to let us know like uh oh, something shady is going on. And it's strange because Maya is still tripping like even when Nisha was like um wh- what were you thinking mm-hmm. by going to those secret meetings and she's like yeah. he's my father. And it's like Girl, you still can't tell you're being used and abused. All right, whatever. <laughs> so I don't, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like it's very obvious. I am looking forward to a scene that has Maya's mom, Henry and Uncle Jack's all in one room. I was hoping mm-hmm. Uncle Jack's would pop out <laughs> mm-hmm. with Henry there. Like, yeah. Hey, we're all Harvard here.
3: It's feet. <laughs> yeah. <this is>
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, Hen- Henry's up to no good. Um yeah, I don't trust him. Uh,
0: there was one very small moment, uh, if you want to go back and, and watch it, I should have had the the audio ready, uh, but when Maya goes over and Bernadette Peters is there, I don't know if, uh, if Lenore was a little tipsy. It seems like she may be always be a little bit tipsy, but she says, and the way she says it too, is like, we call for pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh just cracked me up so just go back and enjoy <laughs> okay. that elsbeth says if you if your dad asks you to do anything else say no and she says you pay me to be suspicious i'm
2: suspicious that's the uh the introduction that i thought was the introduction but apparently i was wrong it's a reintroduction of uh yeah like I, I really liked her um like you were saying before i think she get she gets away with being blunt because people underestimate her based on her quirkiness and like she doesn't seem someone you have to like be careful around for whatever reason Mm -hmm. but i love i love characters like that because Mm -hmm. you're really never supposed to like underestimate anybody you're supposed to like see what i gotta say it take it at face value but you can't judge a i'm doing all kinds of (laughs) um but like (laughs) I just, I just love, I just love characters like that where like there's so much more there, yeah. but they don't, but people, un, uh, people don't see it, or they yeah. choose, they choose to ignore it. So, uh, and her, her moves were the fact that she's saving so much money to have. Once again, I don't know why I'm so addicted to this, but so many beautiful jackets. She wore <laughs> at least three. Her and Isha are just killing it with jackets. Um, but she wore like three, probably because she saved so much money. <laughs> Because her office isn't like a what a medical office or something or <laughs> yeah, a pediatrician yeah. office. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, in and the fact that like she literally told him, like, look, you want to play that game. I can play that game easily. Cause she, like, the way she just infiltrated his entire oh, world, yeah, like
3: his house
2: like that. Besties with the with the wife, like, is that's just
0: crazy. Things that are so important to people, the lunch break. And his home, <laughs> his home life. She was there. She was all up in his his business. Yeah. Wow. Um, and yeah, that moment where they go to Adrian and Luca show up at the doctor's office going, hello, hello. I feel like I'm at the Wizard of Oz. Um, yeah. And there was that moment she's like, are you sick? And she's like, yes, no. Mm, there was some <laughs> disagreement about that, <laughs> yeah. uh, which felt like in this moment, but also kind of callbacks to the earlier stuff that we know about Elsbeth. Yeah. So how exactly did she infiltrate the the home? It was through the wife and they were at, at the supermarket or something? Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah. Trader, Trader Joe's. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Deidre invited Elsbeth to the house
0: mm-hmm.
1: which how could she not
0: mm-hmm.
1: I love Deidre I want her to be protected because she was lonely I don't know I feel like I'm getting emotional but I feel like <laughs> for her she number one she's married to Mike Christiva Ugh. and she was so happy to have a friend that something's going on in that household you know mm. Mike ain't doing his job if it was so easy for Elsbeth to befriend. Deidre, and i want to see a spinoff with the two of them friendship montage eating ice cream in the park falling in a pile of leaves i I, i'm i i I, (laughs) that's the one thing i was thinking of i was like i hope i hope Elsbeth continues to like push and challenge mike christiva but i also hope she stays in touch with Deidre and that they actually become friends
0: yeah Uh, And she has a couple moments where she lets him know exactly where she's been, what she's been doing. Um, Oh, I love your study. The way it all came together. Oh, you've been in my study. Have you? Uh, Yeah. On my way to the bathroom. Classic. Um, And uh, yeah, he goes in, he starts looking around the study, finds her business card under his keyboard. Those two have a lunch date set up and he's just like every moment that something new pops up. He's just like, what, how, who,
2: Yeah. To, to see him just like <laughs> just befuddled was it was dope because I don't I don't have that same hatred that you have for him, Mike, but like He's to guts. see to, <laughs> to see him like to be so sure about everything and to be so off kilter in those moments were great.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is pretty much pretty much it. Any other thoughts? Yes.
1: Oh, I know what it is. Yeah, I do have a thought. I'm okay. just going to continue with this until it's, uh, until it's remedied. Where is Amy? <laughs> yeah. Where is Maya's girlfriend? Yeah. Partner? Like, where is she? Yeah.
0: It's a good question. Very I don't have question. the answer. I don't have the answer. Molly probably has the answer, but Molly, you better Molly? Keep that face straight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Oh no. She threw away the key. Uh, let's hit some winners and losers. Uh, let's begin with the losers, Tia.
1: Uh, Colin's back. <laughs> no, all right. We already discussed it. I, I think it was more painful than he let on. And I feel like if the bat could talk, the back would be like, I didn't ask for this.
0: <laughs> so. Okay.
2: Keen? My loser is probably, my loser is either uh, Maya or uh, Isha because- uh Maya because it's like uh ding dong hello are you just how no fa- like I feel bad for saying this but how did you pass the bar when you're I guess that's all book smart and maybe Isha because like Maya is the worst client ever like she doesn't <laughs> listen to anything yeah ignore you like and be disrespectful about it. it's like when they first introduced she was like who are you I don't need you they like oh I'm here to help you What the? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, either like those two are the losers.
0: Molly.
3: Probably, what's her face? Amber Woodluck? Come on. Not only did she lose her case and lose all of the money, the $12 million or whatever, right, that they wanted, she's also really annoying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, double whammy. Sure. My loser, and I. I take great pleasure in this is Mike Cristiva. <laughs> um, he has, he has met his match in Elspeth Tassiano. Uh, and he has no idea what he's about to deal with. Um, the, the tsunami of competence and craziness that is coming, <laughs> that is coming his way. Uh, I am very much looking forward to, and I hope I'm right in saying that.
2: Can we uh, all vote for, uh, cause we, I think we all have, a definite winner every one of us so can we vote for that one person is the winner and then our secondary winner this week
0: <laughs> yeah who do you uh, you say it first
2: <laughs> no, no, yeah i don't i don't i don't want to interrupt but i just want to make sure i want to clear that out before i before it gets to me that's all
3: i get it we all yeah. have a win there's an obvious winner of this episode obvious oh
2: Oh, Elsbeth!
1: Okay. You get right. down winner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't have cool. Elsbeth as my winner. I, I didn't. I had, <laughs> yeah, I love her, but I mean, I didn't. I, I did not. I mean, also, I feel like we also try to have different winners, but yeah, sure, Elsbeth. I, I can change mine to Elsbeth for sure. Yeah. I
0: don't. know we'll, we'll say the the episode, uh, the panel winner is Elsbeth nice. Tassiano, uh, for for oh Tassioni Tassioni for this for this episode. Yeah, she's she's great. Very glad to have her back. My winner was Redick, Bozeman, Colstat for hiring Elspeth um, Ooh, for, mm-hmm. for, for that. Or I guess it could be Luca with that finder's fee. Um, oh, nice. Uh, um, Molly?
3: Um, for better or for worse, I think Diane, because I think she, she really weasled yeah. her way out of... <laughs> yeah. of that capital contribution brought in a big client and, you know, just caught some dick
0: along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and potentially doomed the firm. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Keen, did you have another or you want to hang with?
2: Yeah, uh, I, well, obviously, I think, like I, like I was saying before, Elsbeth is def- definitely, like, hands down my winner. But, like, a secondary winner, uh, Luca, just because, like, she led the firm to getting Els uh, to hiring Elsbeth, Luca be fucking. So, <laughs> hashtag Luca be fucking. So yeah, she 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 marked her territory, got her little boy toy for a little bit, and then when she's done with it, toss him to the side, and he'll be all crying and shit. So yeah, Luca,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Tia,
1: uh, Deidra, for sure. She is the winner because she was so happy,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: happy. I don't know what her life was before Elsbeth but I guarantee it is forever changed.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that will do it for, for this episode. Episode number five, uh, Stoppable Requiem for an Air Dates. Uh, thank you, Tia. Thank you, Keen. Thank you, Molly. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. We
3: call for pizza.